you mean, sir? Huh? Yeah. yeah. He actually wrote a song for us, though. So. Mentions us by name and puts a clip of us in it. It's amazing. Lesson one. Shut up. Funny, guys. Yeah. Bye, Evan. Back off. <laughs> oh, shit. I just had it where I needed it. Um, I traded my phone for a better phone that's locked. Yeah. And uh, I spent the last money I had on a good headset with a microphone for this. Yeah. The headset with the microphone doesn't work. The phone's locked, so I can't get into it to do anything with it. So I'm here now with, like, I I literally, I've traded down from a really good phone to a piece of shit I can't use and a pair of headphones that don't work. Um, because I forgot my microphone and I can't get it till 7 o'clock. Oh, nuts. So I freaked out trying to get a good microphone because without it, we're going to have any background noises coming, coming through nice and clear. Oh, no. So I basically I traded really good equipment for a bunch of shit equipment, and now we're just gonna suck. And I think I lost my last cigarette. It's oh. been a wicked day. Just awesome. It's just getting from bad to fucking worse. I'm so far beyond worse off than I was. Like now I can't use my phone all night. You know, at the rate things are going, we're gonna be. Huge like, huge like when I use my dick pump running on a drag grabbing Sue by her cute butt. Huge like, huge like a full moon in my face, yeah, and we ain't talking moonlight. Eric and Gord, what if we're right? Take a corner street hoe and tuck her in the night. Bitches you out, you got no nightlight. Bitches you out, you weren't the nightlife. This is what happens at night when you lay down the pipe, cause you work in construction, you Morning. don't know what's Adrian, right. Adrian, are you with us? Hey. Don't know what's right, what if we're right? Every time people listen to our show, no, I just lock door. No, I'm still here. Okay. Right, check, check, check. Oh, there, there we go. Is, thank God for Summer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a ridiculous day. Welcome, Adrian. Nice to talk to you. Hey, good seeing, good hearing oh, you, Eric and uh, Gord. Yeah, how I, you doing, man? Good, good. How are y'all doing? Good. We're, we're getting no. there. Um, <laughs> we might have to stop and start again about halfway through because I'm an idiot, but uh, we'll just try to power through as best we can here. Okay. Oh, my God. It's just been uh, – well, you've listened to a couple episodes. You know what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good times. Good times. So I'm gonna, it's legit par for the course for us. <laughs> I'm going to have to skip the great intro, although it's the most amazing intro ever, but I don't think we have time to play it yet. But it will be on the episode when we, when we post it. Okay. Um, so we are talking tonight, ladies and gentlemen, with finally Adrian. Is it DeBarros? DeBarros. DeBarros. I've been saying it wrong all week. I apologize. Uh, this guy is the busiest man in Colorado, apparently. He's, got, he's a rapper, author, poet, graphic designer. He's a developer, programmer, YouTuber. He's Santa Claus. He's, uh, <laughs> he, he's the one who let the dogs out. This guy does it all. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, well, welcome. How are you? Do, how do you make time for to spend some time with idiots like us when you're that busy? <laughs> hey, um, you know, you you make time for what things are important to you, right? Good, good company. You That's make awesome. Good company, right? Thank you so much. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, you can look him up on uh, SoundCloud, YouTube. He's got a great single on right now called Treasure. I've been listening. Oh, to- sorry. I just I just checked it out myself uh, uh, last night and today. 
I was actually looking at a bunch of the stuff that you've released. I was checking out some of the freestyles you did, and uh, yeah, I was really enjoying it. You got a good flow. Oh man, you probably saw some of my early, early stuff that was uh, not so, not so great. But uh, <laughs> I like leaving that stuff up where people can see, you know, exactly. Even as I make make progress and improvement, you know, you gotta show show people where you came from too, though. I I, I do that with my stuff too, and that, I, you know what? I have no shame. I like my old stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we can only get better, but uh, now Gord used to be quite the uh, rap enthusiast. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I couldn't wait to have you two on together. So, Gord, what's your uh, what's your opinion of what you heard so far? Uh, I actually really enjoy it. Um, you've got a uh, it's it's a really interesting vocal style. It's it's almost it's almost Will Smith style, but with a way better edge to it. I, I really enjoy it. Okay, thank you. And I'm a bit of a, like I said, I'm a, I'm a bit of a hard ass when it comes to rap because like I'm an old school rap. I love the, the stuff from the '80s, the '90s. Uh-huh. You know, like I was raised on the old school stuff, like you know, the EPMDs and you know, like just all the old school shit and uh, Big Daddy Kane, all that shit. And I just I loved it. There's a hell, there's a time when I used to think I was black myself. So yeah, I was one of them dudes. Uh, <laughs> embarrassing as that is, because I'm like legit. I'm like a ginger. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you two can see each other. Can you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can see you both. Nice beard, I just, man, rocking that beard. That's actually yeah, this thing is like real short. I actually had this thing down to like here for a stretch. So wow, Eric's okay. Eric's all pissed at me because I shaved it all off because <laughs> he keeps doing up these little bit cartoons of me and I keep shaving my beard. <laughs> I've, I've been working on a cartoon about us for as long as I can remember, and every time I get the picture of him just perfect, he, he changes his beard on me. <laughs> oh man, that's just because I'm an asshole. Okay, <laughs> Gord, chill out with the manscaping. Come on. Yeah, I just get bored with it. It grows fast. So what am I gonna do? It'll be back in like a month so no big deal when you're as pretty as gord is uh you, you have to keep it up it's true <laughs> when you're this adontis like you know what are you gonna get to do <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you that, did an Mark. interview you did a <laughs> uh, you did an interview with a guy um like a podcast with uh, like a british dude um that was on spotify i checked out i can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head right now um how long ago was that do you remember do you remember doing that interview that's you, Adrian, not me. Uh, for for me, I thought that was yeah. for uh, I thought that was one for was for Eric. Sorry. No, no, that was for you. Uh, just recently. Okay, yeah, yeah, recently because I know it's just after the release of uh, of your new single. Yes, yes. Um, that one was from uh, Dave uh, Pama in the UK. Do you have a British yeah, accent? Yeah, that's him. Yes, yes. I had a lovely conversation and interview with him um, across the pond. That was uh, that was great times. He's there. there. I was. Sorry, go go ahead. Ahead. no. Finish your point, Gord. I was just, well, just going to say um, one of the things I was laughing about because one thing I'm pretty sure that Eric and I are not going to fall trapped to is asking the very atypical questions that every artist gets asked. <laughs> and I'd like to know: A, have you done a lot of interviews? And B. Do you still always get what got you into the rap game, and you know the, that very atypical questions that everybody gets asked? Right. So to you answer get a question, lot of that. Yeah. So to answer your question about interviews, I've done interviews in the past, but it was more in the startup realm. You know, as you heard the other interview, I kind of um, my background came from the um, the tech industry. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I got interviews as it pertains to, you know, I went to, uh, I was on a panel 
uh, and that was more just my creative kind of uh, creative side on hackathons and, and such and just kind of, uh, you know, creating a business over a weekend, right? So that was my creative side as it, as it pertains to hackathons. Um, and I, I've received, uh, back in 2016, my, uh, my good old mentor, Cole Mize, um, he actually has an online course and, and he does his co- coaching uh, on how to be a, become a better rapper. Is and, he as young uh, as he looks? Yeah, he looks he looks like a baby. Well, no, he's he's pretty young. He's, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, no, he's a he's a cool cat, great guy. I just met, I met him for the first time uh, in Atlanta this past Memorial Day. Oh, cool! But that was amazing. Um, yeah, just um, he he gave me my first my first official artist rap interview back in 2016. So as you can tell, I'm I'm uh, fresh in the game, early. You know, I've been doing this for you know rapping specifically and targeting and focusing on rapping for the last three and a half years. But, um, you know, writing poetry, writing, uh, story, short stories for, since I was 17. See, that's um, the, that's the part I like to talk about. Cause I, I, I fancy myself a writer as well, but I can't tackle poetry. It's, uh, that's a, <laughs> a specialty thing. Um, the short stories I'm all about, but poetry, I can't do what, uh, yeah. Who's you? Who do you? Is there a poet you identify with, or someone you're reading right now that you can? Uh, early on, I used to identify with Edgar Allan Poe, Edgar Allan Poe, and J. S. Eliot. Okay. Uh, I really like them too, and uh, most recently, J. S. Eliot. I liked a lot of I like a lot of his uh, writings and poetry. Um, and it's just really across the board. I um. When it comes to poetry in general, I like the the sense bound writing where they you can say something on a page and you can you can experience that you know just just visualize it. It's 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 that more uh, showing and and not so much telling. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that. yeah. That's my favorite thing about uh, just the written word in general. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's the most powerful form of communication, in my opinion. Um, and I can I. I I, my hat goes off to anyone who could sit and do it because it takes a lot out of you. Uh, oh, yeah. I know when I'm writing, I'm, I'm, I'm attempting a novel right now. And uh, it's, it's a difficult subject matter. And I'm, I keep having to stop and catch my breath because I, I, when stuff comes out, it surprises me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, have you done that to yourself? Have you sat down to write something and something totally unexpected comes out? Oh yeah. Um, I'll sit down, you know, usually it takes me a good, I can, I can hash out a, a song, you know, a two and a half, three minute, three and a half minute song within like two and a half hours or whatever. Right. Right. And if I've been working on something and it's taken me four or five hours, I'm like, damn, where am I going with this? But then I, I, you know, I'll take a break, right. Take a break, come back to it. And I'm like, Ooh, that sounds good. Or, you know, and like, I have this storyboard but I don't have exactly what I'm going to say along, you know, the exact lyrics I'm going to say within the storyboard, right? Because we, we can say things in, in like 20, 30, 40 different ways, right? Exactly. Um, so that's the, that's the, I think that's the problem solving I like in, in rap and hip hop. It's like, okay, you have, you have what you want to say. I lost a friend or, you know, this is about my latest breakup or this is just about me going to work. Um, there's so many different ways to, to, to talk about it, right? And to, to phrase it. And um, I think I like that, that puzzle making within the beat. And, uh, but no, it, it's, it's amazing. One, one uh, area, this is kind of, kind of on topic, where uh, one area where, or I guess one, one type of artist that I, I really um, admire 
are slam poets. Yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> I've personally never gotten into slam poetry, but I used to go to like little slam poet events and I would just sit in the audience. Like I was like, yeah, I'm not even gonna, gonna try that, but I wanna see the emotions they bring out with their written word. And um, that uh, slam poets are, I, I definitely admire them. That's, um, I think that's a, another area where I got my inspiration outside of, you know, being in a freestyle group and working with, um, um, other rappers, but it's uh, yeah, slam poets. I got to give 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 a shout out to slam poets out there. So, would would you agree with me that um, other than yourself, hip hop's just complete garbage at the moment? <laughs> it's a different error. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, God bless you for saying that. <laughs> I uh, I just think this mumble rap thing's got to stop. Someone's got to put some words into it. Yeah, you know, no. I was, um, and that's just my. I was, I was talking to Eric about this uh, last night when we were doing an episode, or the other night. I don't remember anymore. It's all a blur. Um, but I, I, I said I, I was checking out like I went up on these top four different top top twenty five, top fifty, and two top one hundred lists of the best rappers of all time. Mm-hmm. And one thing that just well, a that disgusted me as an overall because you're talking all time. So I mean, you're expecting the top. 10 top 15 to be a lot of these big classic rock or classic rock classic hip-hop artists right mm-hmm. and yet you get ice t was sitting at number 76 and i'm like you've got to be shitting me how the fuck does ice t <laughs> the the legend that is ice t end up at 76 and, and, and chris what, cross what was, wasn't even on it chris cross right? not, on there? What? not even hit the list <laughs> but yet maestro fresh west never hit the never hit the list the guy who turned hip hop around in this country doesn't even hit the list. They're, Fuck him! They basically say they don't give a shit about him. <laughs> but like, well, your thoughts on like when it comes into what's being recognized as the when you say like the greatest of all time? Can you, in your opinion, you include new artists in that? I don't know if you can consider like you can throw a new artist within that realm yet. Um, and I feel like a lot of those results are skewed. Like you have to break it out by era. Because, you know, as, as us as a society, our tastes change, uh, what's popular, what's hip, the fads, they're all, they're all um, they change, right? We, I think we can put a category in, in, a, in a particular certain, uh, particular bracket of artists that kind of have withstand the, the age of time where they're still relevant. And then we can start breaking out by error, by error. Who's, who was on top, you know, during the 70s, 80s, 90s? I can and, tell you who it was and when it changes every, in every era. It starts on the two-year. It's always on the two-year it starts. Like from, from the seven-year of a decade to mm-hmm. the, the two-year of a decade. It's always great. Like 87 to 92 was the greatest time in, in rock. Um, and then you go to 97 to 02. You break it down and you look at that. That's when it's always good. And it definitely depends if there's a Republican or a Democrat in office. If you got a Republican in office, you get yeah. great music because everyone's mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the, I don't think there's much arguing that one. That's really good. <laughs> you know, when you get, you know, when Kennedy was in, you had garbage music. And when Nixon came in, you got punk. You got great metal started up. Yet all this, and then uh, you get uh, uh, Carter comes in and ruins it all. Right up till Bush, basically, music sucked. Uh, maybe not in hip hop so much because uh, you, you guys had a few good years in the 90s for sure. Oh my God, without a doubt. And I don't know, maybe since then, I haven't, I haven't been listening too much lately. Uh, I'm sure there's something good. Uh, and, and, uh-huh. 
Sorry. Right. Oh, no, I was just going to say to uh, Gordon's point, um, or sorry, not Gordon, Gord. Oh, like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Gord. This usually uh, means I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> there's a, <laughs> there's a uh, you know, different styles, right? There's more lyricists and like, you know, and you got the mumble rappers or you got rappers are just kind of, they're just, you're just creating a, a good beat vibe. It's a, a vibe that you can just, you can play in the background where you're not really listening to the lyrics. You're just bopping. They're, they're, just, they're adding a little spice to the beat, right? And right. It's, it's yeah. their, their vocals are just a, just a little sprinkle on top of the beat, but you ain't, you're not listening to the, the actual, there's no substance behind it, right? Yeah. So, did you con- and that's- when you, when you entered the, when you put your hat in the ring, did you consciously say, I'm going to do both of that better than everyone? Or did that just happen naturally? I feel like that just happened from for me because coming from like writing and having a coming from a poetry background I was like well you know I'm, I'll have my songs that are just goofy off the wall they don't make sense but you'll still be able to hear me pronounce and enunciate um that's that's, that's my biggest thing because um I kind of grew up this grew up with this thing as a kid my mom always used to tell me, why are, you, why are you mumbling all the time? Why are you mumbling? Right. So that's, that, that kind of stuck with me throughout my childhood, right? I was like, why, am, why is people telling me I'm mumbling? And so I've worked on that. I've actually taken, you know, I'm a native English speaker, right? I've taken classes on enunciation and pronunciation, and I may slip up from time to time. But that's one thing that I, that I have worked on, and, I, and that's one thing I take pride in in my, in my music is try to get that, get that clarity across. I definitely can appreciate that. I've had the opposite problem. This has been my voice since I was seven. And uh, <laughs> why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. <laughs> Do you want me to yell? <laughs> uh, never had a problem with that. Yeah, uh, the enunciation is so important in, 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 I find in rap music specifically because, you know, um, taking a line from like DOC, one of my favorite artists of all time, um, he, in one of his songs, he actually uses the term rhythmic American poetry. And I always love that line of being able to describe what the essence of what rap music really was and for the most part kind of should be because that's what it is. Rhythmic American poetry. I just, yeah. this fucking sickest line ever. So we all and know that. to have that. You need that enunciation. You'd be able to understand what the guy is saying or girl, respectively, whoever's yeah. rapping. But you need to know what the hell they're saying. To really make it, though, you have to have the one thing that everybody has, and that's a good feud. So who's your, who are you going to try to start a feud with? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good question. So, are we going to get exclusive rights on this? <laughs> so when I made the little intro for y'all, um, I had a, put a little pump in there. Um, and uh, I, there were some not so nice things and just, just kind of funny things like poking, poking fun at, right? I don't know yeah. if I have a feud, but I think I can just poke fun at people. And um, it's not necessarily like a personal attack, but it's like, you know, me growing up as a class clown, I, I, can, put, I can find something to poke fun at, at anyone, right? That's, a, um, that's my biggest point in life right now is everyone has to quit taking themselves so seriously and we'd all get a lot farther. If, we could, if everyone could just have a laugh now and then and take a good joke, Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'd be a much happier world, but everyone has to be all serious all the time. It drives me nuts. It makes me be. Day that, I don't like that. The day that sarcasm died was the day that my heart died too. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> I think we're bringing it back. You know, we're trying anyway. Yeah, we're trying. I'm certainly trying. I'm trying to help out with that. We're bringing a little, little uh, tongue in cheek and a little, uh, little giggles and chuckles here and there. Yeah. Did you? I wanted to.
to ask you about that. Are you, like you said, it just kind of, are you purposely positive in your music? Do you try to do, or is that just, you just write when you're in the mood to write and that, when, when it comes, it comes. But whatever comes, comes out of you. I'm typically good. So I have my recording studio in my basement, right? Excellent. I, I come down here. I put on a beat and I'm like, okay, what do I want this to be about? I write a quick, 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 squat, quick sketch about what I want to um, talk about. But typically it'll be, it'll be positive or uplifting or it will just be funny. Like if, it, if I don't have anything that's like, I'm not in an uplifting mood. I'm like, I don't, everyone's talking about all these quotes and positive quotes. I want to, I just want to go out of left field, uh, talk about something that people normally don't talk about. But then when you think about what I'm, what I'm saying, like, oh, that is funny. Like, I, I never really realized that. Um, so I'll sit down, and I really have to get into the groove. I, I may come down here and not feel feel like writing, but I spend an hour just kind of get into the groove. I can, it, it just, I, honestly, it just comes to me. Um, but I do have to put in that prep time. If I don't sit down here, if I'm, I'm if I come down here and expect within the first ten minutes just to to let out magical out of my head, um, it typically doesn't happen that way. That's cool. I'm gonna say I, I always end up with something completely different than I tried to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and sometimes when I'm in the happiest mood and I think I'm great, the most dark, nasty stuff comes out of me. I don't know how that works, but yeah. But typically, well, I'm positive and and try to be funny. I don't know, try to be funny. I, I think I just me growing up as a class clown and wanting to people wanting to make people laugh, but I don't want to be a stand up comedian. No, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah <laughs> who does yeah. it's a miserable life actually i tried i tried my hand at it for a few years and it's uh it's better than music in one way because you don't have to share the glory with anybody you're just like yeah that was all me so. <laughs> i guess that's true isn't it but uh but when you so, when you bomb you bomb hard and it's uh and you bomb alone <laughs> and you don't get to blame the band yeah, exactly. <laughs> can't blame the bass player on that one your producers or anyone yeah <laughs> So when you're writing music, question, uh, like you're sitting down to actually legit, like, I mean, you got the lyrics, whatever. Do you mainly, like, when it comes down to writing the actual music, do you, like, have, like, a set of lyrics, like, okay, this lyric needs to be great, and then all of a sudden you catch a beat, and then you're like, shit, these lyrics don't really fit it. Will you customize the lyrics to make it fit the beat, or do you, will you actually write songs based off of the beat? Write songs off the beat. So when I first got into rap, I kept, you know, when I was from my, you know, poetry days, right? I would write something down, listen to the beat, and then I tried to acclimate the written word, the poetry, to the beat. And I found that that was just too, it was too jarring, right? It, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like a, a cohesive piece. It wasn't unity. It's like trying to force myself to go on a date with someone or trying to force someone, trying to force a lady to come out with me instead of like things kind of happen naturally. Um, so now I, I, I take the beauty. I, I look at the, I, I personify the beat as a woman. And then I start, start uh, writing to her curves, her, her beauty or whatnot. But um, <laughs> that's where I've been going. That's wrong. Cool. I like that. So that's where I, 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 I had to make that switch too. It took me a good, I don't know, two years to finally beat that into my head. Stop trying to acclimate these written words to the beat but more get that, fill the beat, fill it out, acclimate, and then just go from there. You can always adjust your lyrics after you've, you, you've written to the beat to, you know, fit timing or uh, spacing and, and delivery. You can always adjust that. But if you have no reference of what, of um, no reference of what's going to be the, 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 almost the, the spotlight of the song, you know, the, the instrumental, 
that's one of the spotlights. And you always have to look at it as you're the instrument, the, the artist, the rapper, they're an additional instrument. <laughs> if they're writing and they don't know how the rest of the band's going to sound, well, I can come in after the band ha- is sounding all good, right? I could come in and sound like hot garbage. And then the, the band is going to be like, well, you need to, you know, you need to clean your shit up. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so to answer your question, now I, I, I only read right to the beat and I, I don't do it the reverse way. Like I started out. Um, I'm yeah. writing this all down right now. Cause I have to write a song for another podcast. Uh, <laughs> taking nice. notes here. It's like a woman. Get your timing down. You know, <laughs> no means no. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag me too. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Down me too. Um, <laughs> I should probably plug something right now, but I'm not going to. No one's paying me anyway. Um, no. We'll insert that later. <laughs> not yet. They're not paying you yet. Not That's right. Yet. Uh, not yet. And some of them are supposed to be. No, there you go. Um, so are you – uh, what, what, what's this year hold for you? I know you're a busy guy, and this single is going to be gigantic if people start listening to it. Is it just YouTube and SoundCloud right now? Where else can they hear this, by the way? Uh, everywhere else it's on the streaming platform. So you got Apple Music, nice. um, Google Music, all, all streaming platforms, Deezer, Tidal. It's um, – it's on, I already have it going through a distributor. So, yes, it's on okay, all cool. major platforms. So is Ashes of Purgatory, by the way, guys. If you buy Ashes and Adrian, very close there. You can buy them both. It'll be good. Um, I made there's, no there's a plug. <laughs> Ashes made no money this month. So I'm yeah. <laughs> uh, it's already, what, the ninth? Anyway, everyone who's listening, I'm, go listen to this track. Uh, if, it's, uh, if you have to pay for it, do, because this guy, we all need money. Um, but is it free? I guess it's free on SoundCloud and stuff. Right? Yeah, you go to SoundCloud. You want to give it a listen? It's uh, there. You go. But if you want, if you want it within your, you know, Apple Music library or whatnot, just go ahead and you know snatch it up. And you next time you're on the out on the beach, you out with your lady or guy, play play Treasure Back. You know, it's a fun song. It's really, uh, I really enjoyed it. And that's what everybody's getting in their next the next fifteen messages you get from me on Facebook are going to be Treasure and the. Uh, <laughs> the as of yet untitled awesome rap that was done for us. No one's ever done a rap for me. That's the coolest thing that's probably ever happened in my life. Dude, I almost I almost cried. I'm not even legit. I'm not even joking. I was like almost weeping. I'm like, I got mentioned in a song. <laughs> no, just like the coolest shit ever. It's not just stuff, but like, I mean, like, just a I quick just, little intro for y'all. That's that was so cool. awesome. This is just the coolest thing in the world. I, bottom of my heart, legit, man. Thank you very much. That was the oh, coolest thing ever. You got any plans for a tour or anything this year? Uh, not this year. So you know, when it comes to tours, like last year and uh, May of uh, May of 2018, I just went out to London. You know, and just kind of just, it was more of a vacation. But I did try to see if there was any venues I could reach out to, um, and kind of just promote the music. That at the time I had released ladders. Ladders are more serious side to me. It was I like more, that, that one's is a that more comeback. You know, when you're down in the di- down in the dirt, um, you know, kind of get yourself focused off yourself and, and and think about your team so you can pull yourself back up. Sure. But um, yeah, that one was I went out there. So this year. Um, I'm planning a trip to uh, New York. Very and, cool. Uh, so we should have some fun with that out in New York. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's not an official cool. tour. It's just simply me going to places, hey. And, um, you know, and I, and I try not to spam people. And uh, I think I, one thing I've noticed is, uh, and one thing I like, I just, I'll just play the music and not tell anyone it's me. And uh, cool. you get a different, rea- different reaction. If you tell someone, 
hey, listen to my track. And then you, they're sitting in front of you. They're going to be like, you know, they're going to tell you, oh, this is great. But if you oh, just definitely. play the music and you get, you'll get their natural unbiased uh, uh, response. I yeah. would probably prefer the lies, to be honest. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> just Oh. Lie to me. <laughs> Tell uh, me I'm good, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't need that anymore. I tell myself I'm fantastic constantly. So. Um, that's, uh, that's why I own a mirror. <laughs> You're a good guy. I'm sorry. Don't I know worry about them. We're just firing these questions at you because we always have a short time when we do these interviews. And, yeah. And we want to get so much in. I gotta ask you, poor guy. Why did you get stuck going to Edmonton of all places? Oh, uh, that was one of my um, one of my IT jobs. I was a uh, network administrator, and, and we had two offices up there. And I had to move their office, or had to move their office at one point. And then I had to do a, a, a Windows update, like they the computer they were getting new computers up there, right? So I had you know I had to set up twenty plus computers back in, in Edmonton. So I had to fly there. I couldn't do that remotely. Oh, I didn't think there was 20 computers in Edmonton. That's cool. <laughs> uh, uh, was, was that your, that, and that was your first impression of Canada? Was you, you thought it was like Edmonton? Um, yes, pretty well. It was a frozen tundra. To, to, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they You were get, up there in the middle of winter? Yes, yeah, so it was in the middle of winter. I, I swear, I can't believe, I can't remember if it was January or... Like oh, end of shit. December, but I had this tiny little—I don't know—Prius or whatever, whatever they call these tiny little uh, electrical vehicles. Yeah, and uh, I had to—I had to drive that on. I swear there was no road; it was just on—it was just ice. Oh yeah, definitely. That's, and I was like, "That's how we drive for six months of the year." <laughs> I got—I got stuck in Edmonton. My—I was up there doing a show. I was living in Calgary, and I went up with a band to do a show. And our—it okay. was so cold, our our truck just stopped working. Oh wow! Propane, I guess the propane vehicles can't run in the cold or whatever. So I didn't know that, but we were just stuck in Edmonton, and there's nothing to do there. It's a terrible place. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, I saw vehicles like plugged in. I was like, I was asking people at the office. I was like, should I plug in my rental? Like, is it gonna be okay? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. And they said, Nah, it's a rental. They were like, It's okay. And then they gave me a um, a don a donaire. Oh, cool. oh hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. But, oh yeah. Don't worry, we won't say it right either, so it's all right. Go ahead. Well, Colorado must get cold, right? You got you got the good skiing. Yeah. Is that is yeah, it here in Denver it gets cold. There's we got good ski weather. Um, you know, our, our ski resorts, Keystone, Breckenridge. We got we got good good uh good snow, good snow bunnies, all all the good yeah, it's all and, good. Yeah. And you, they get they get a little crazy drink in there too, right? Because you guys are you're way up high where the, the air is thin and the booze hits you hard. Oh yeah, well we can we could typically take we can put back a a bit more when we go to sea level we can put back a lot more than when we're at um we're up here a mile high. Oh so. no no, Gord, do you know where how high Denver is fifty two hundred and eighty feet closer to the sun than we are? Yep. <laughs> that's I've never heard it worded that way. Wow, that's, that's a good way of wording it. They are. You know, that, that might be fine and dandy, but for the record, a Canadian will drink your ass any day. No anymore. <laughs> and they just yeah. No, the old school guys, anyways. <laughs> they just legalized mushrooms there. Is that was that Colorado? They did that. Was that it? was Colorado. Yeah. Oh wow, I wasn't aware of that. I, I've been out of the loop for a while. So, yeah. okay. What is it about Colorado specifically? They were the first place in the world to say, "No, we're making weed legal. This should be legal." They yeah. did it years before anybody, and now they're on the. I 
I don't know the medicinal benefits to mushrooms. I, uh-huh. I question them, but what's the, uh, why, why are you guys so innovative? Why you- Colorado? I, I would say because we're we're liberal here, and um, I think it's uh, there's but been you're good liberal, not Hillary liberal. No, good liberal, and we. I, I when I came up from, so I was born here, right, and then I was raised half of my life in Dallas, Texas, and then I came back here. I still consider myself a native because I was born here. This is my birth. Yeah. Um, but when, but the connotations I got when I was back in Texas was, was Colorado's more of a hippie state, and we're we're tree huggers, sure. and like not not to offend anyone, but that that's that's what I heard, right? And um, I think that's just kind of where it's it's just Nate like Colorado's liberal, and we're just kind of more open minded as a, as opposed to I don't know other other areas in the states. Yeah. Everybody else. Well, <laughs> yeah. I spent some time in Texas. I actually went to I did some schooling there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was my favorite place on the planet. I can't wait to go back someday. Wait, what area? Austin? I was in Fort Worth. Okay, Fort Worth, sweet. And they, uh, they, they, everyone I met, they were the nicest people I've ever met in my life. They yeah. have no idea that there's a world outside of Texas, and they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Texas I hear that's very true. And that's, uh, I guess it's a good way to be, but. I've been to Texas, but I have no memory of it. So no? <laughs> I, I arrived drunk and left drunk and I have no memory of being, and there's a seven day bender. So I don't oh, wow. and was, apparently there's a picture of me talking to Zach wild of, uh, when he was with Ozzy back in the day and, uh, at a big concert. And I, I don't know, but I've always wanted to go cause Steve Ray Vaughn, one of my, one of my guitar heroes is, uh, from uh, Texas. And I've always wanted to go down there to visit his, uh, memorial. That'd be awesome. We this absolutely went way faster than I had planned, and uh, we didn't get around to anything. Do, do you want to uh, do you want to take a quick five minutes, Gordon, reset, and and uh, and keep going, Adrian? Do you still have a couple of minutes to spend with us, or? Yeah, I do. If y'all want to take a break, come back. Yeah, I'm all for it. I just have to reset. There we go. Uh, someone came in. All right, you're back. I hopefully we get Adrian back right away. This is a lot of fun, but we just. Uh, firing questions at him left and right so so <laughs> fast. I hope he gets this. Uh, yeah, you got it. It is awesome. Thanks, Mike guys. Chip? Sorry about that. Mike, have you been checked? Mike, check. Have you been checked? There we go. Fantastic. Um, I didn't do an intro off, of, off the top of the show, my, <laughs> which is uh, my favorite part of the show. I just realized I skipped right over it. Um, I'm not going to do it now, but I. Uh, that was, okay, well, hey, Gord, this is my intro. I think I think Kanye West gets a bad rap, and then he rhymes on it and makes it worse. <laughs> like that? I thoroughly enjoyed that because I'm Kanye. I, uh, <laughs> that was my, my, my rap. I like how Adrian's keeping his mouth shut on that one. He is. <laughs> I ain't pissing yeah. off Yeezy. Fuck that. If this doesn't work out, you'll be a great politician. Now, about once a month or so, I got to do this real quick because maybe you know these guys. But I try to do it once a month where I pick a different team of Eric and Gord around the world and and just say hi to them. Uh, I think we've done about seven or eight of them now. And I actually found one in uh, North Denver. Oh, yeah? Uh, Eric Eric Fritzel and Gord Ballinger. They're uh, partners in the Trinity Team Park Property Management. Oh, Gord nice. started in in realty the year that you were born, Gord. This Gord's been really. He's 1974. He started in realty. 
Oh, he's an old bastard. He's an old bastard. I mean, I'm fucking old, so he's got to be really old. And Eric Fritz, he's been a professional since 1996. I think he's about my age. But they're trying to change the way Denver thinks about real estate. So if, uh, if you're in North Denver, go see Eric and Gord. They'll, they'll do as good a job selling you a house as we do selling you a podcast. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. is, that a, is that actually a good plug? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think any of these teams of Eric and Gord I find are going to be happy when they find out that I do this for them. <laughs> it's, I have to admit, because when Eric first said it, I'm like, we can't do that. We can't just brought in the random fucking segment over interview. He's like, it's from his state. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, then fuck it. Let's do it. He's right up the street from him, I think. I don't, right know, I don't know where you are in Denver, but this is. Right. Uh, I'm central Denver, so it's probably a good 20, 30 minute drive up up north. Yeah. Oh, okay. So is it, uh, that's like a really nice area or not uh, so much? No, 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 no. Opposite uh, of nice. Oh, okay. It, it depends. There's, there's some new development up north, but typically, no. See, I think that's where Vancouver is weird because our, when you, when you, the further north you go, the richer it gets. Oh. And everywhere else I've been, uh, I've had the opposite of that. So yeah. I, I think Vancouver is a weird place. But. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely it's opposite true. here. North is usually no unless you go like north, so far north you end up in Canada. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you don't want that. That's... Uh, <laughs> Where does end up getting ruled by fucking Trudeau? That just falls there. You, fall you want to end up in? Uh, I guess if you go north of Colorado, where do you end up? Uh, you know, uh, Wyoming, and then Wyoming, and the so further north you go Montana after Wyoming. Oh, I love Montana. I really do. I had a blast in Montana. There's, there's, I believe there's about eleven hundred people live in that entire state. Somewhere close to that. Know, Remember, right? we were stunned when we actually looked up the population of Montana. We're like, oh, shit. There's like over a million people. Uh, 1100, <laughs> and, uh, there's 1,100 people and I think 1,300 Burger Kings. It's a great state <laughs> to hang out at. I, I had a blast in Montana. I went to see a Pearl Jam concert years ago. Okay. And we just spent a week. And it was the best time I've ever had. They're just yeah. fantastic people. I love America. I can't wait to get famous and move to America. I think that's <laughs> it's my, it's my favorite well, I've only ever been to two countries, and yours is definitely my favorite out of the two. Hmm, okay. Um, I spent, you, need to, you need to explore more countries. I think I definitely do. And I, anybody listening, if, uh, if you want to fund an Eric and Gord tour around the world, we're happy to participate. Uh, my, my whole view of the world is based on Australia, so it's not a particularly popular. <laughs> well, obviously, because Australia doesn't exist, Eric. Come on. Oh, my God. Don't even get any. Oh, those idiots are on. <laughs> <laughs> because now they've scheduled a moon landing for 2024 and these guys are just going ape shit about it. They're, and now we got these area 51 losers. Uh, is this, are they talking about this in Colorado? The storm area 51 crap? Yeah. I heard. So I, well, I didn't hear, but I saw something briefly on a, uh, I glanced at CNN and oh. uh, I saw something about that back in, uh, yeah, something going on in Arizona or somewhere. They're, they're yeah. storming area 51. Apparently they've got 2 million people who are just going to rush the gates and try to get in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- regardless of the consequences. Yeah, because a bullet won't stop them. No, no. <laughs> they're uh, idiots. well. The whoever is leading, I don't know the the head honcho, the military, whoever it is, came out and said, "Don't do that. We'll shoot you." <laughs> and they're operating under the assumption that they won't shoot Americans if they do this. And it's, I think it's going to be even if it does work out. Like, what's what's in Area Fifty One? Do you think there's really nothing? I guarantee it. 
a bunch of abandoned, I don't know, fallout shelters. Pretty um, much. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, Probably not a whole lot of much, no. There's one alien that got left over from the 60s. He's still hanging around. We're wondering why he can't get the fuck home. He's the one, but we just, I don't know. It just seems like such a waste of energy. And that's what everyone's doing these days. It's just wasting energy when we could be putting it towards actually solving problems instead of creating more. I don't, I don't understand it. And, and we're just, now we're just following your lead in like whatever America does, we do it on a very smaller scale and much, much worse with far worse consequences because we're not designed to deal with consequences up here the way you guys are. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I didn't it's, it's, it's actually funny you brought this up because I actually got a call earlier today from the uh, conservative party to ask about my vote. <laughs> well, I, I, I told her. <laughs> yeah. I, I was very honest about it. <laughs> was it a real person? It was an actual person. And the funny thing was, she was so stoked when I answered because she's like, oh my God, it's a person. <laughs> I've been dealing with answer machines all day. I'm like, what's well, because nobody wants to fucking talk to you? <laughs> and she's like, oh, they just so are you a conservative? Text. No. <laughs> they sent me a text. That's all. They wouldn't even talk to me. I got a text. Can we count on your vote? I was like, yeah, maybe if you called. Jesus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I noticed, and this is the thing, especially with pretty much all politics now, for the most part, is that the only thing that this fucking chick talked about the whole time was she's like, all right, so we count on you for a conservative vote. Because the liberals basically just keep fucking everything up. And I'm like, see, this is why you're not getting my vote. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, because you won't talk about what you're going to do. You're only talking about what the other party is doing. Well, yeah. Well, we have a lot of You can go online. I'm like, yeah, but you're calling me just to blast somebody else. And for that reason, I won't vote for you. But if it makes you feel better, I'm not voting for them either. (laughs) (laughs) No, they can't tell you what Andrew Shear is going to do because he's – He's just going to sacrifice babies and, and drink blood. And as soon as he gets elected, he's going to sprout eight-foot wings and just fly over the whole crowd, just cackling and, and killing little liberal children. He's, he's, this, this guy, he, he really, I don't even know how to describe this man, but he's, he's a young guy. He's only my age. He'll be the youngest prime minister if he wins. He'll be Justin. Um, who's the, currently the youngest prime minister we've ever had. And that's, this is why you don't vote for young people. They, they're stupid. And they do things like this. Um, but so true. Andrew Shear just, he's just evil and he wants to show the world how crazy he can be. And he's just pushing it to a ridiculous degree where we're, we're going to go back. It'll be like living in the fifties. He's going to, he'll eliminate everything possible he can possibly eliminate. And then, wonder why we're all miserable. It's uh, conservatives in general, like, and these are real conservatives, not like Trump. He's, he's obviously not uh, really a, a conservative at all. Um, no. But they're looking for a revolution. They really are. And it's freaking me out because they want to go so, everything kind of went great for a while and it, now they want to revert it right back as hard as they can and start pushing back. And it's going to be, and you guys are going to be dealing with it in, uh, what is it, February for you? Uh, for the, the federal, yeah, Trump, next federal election. That's uh, you got 2020, but I'm not sure your your elections are in February, aren't they? I thought they were in more in the fall, like November time. Oh, is that what it is? That's right. Yeah. So, so, growing up with my birthday being on in, in November, that's all. That's all I've heard my whole life. Oh, I like, guess it's, so. it's like it's my birthday. Damn it! I, I, <laughs> right. it's, not the, it's not the elections. It's my birthday. Okay. I, are you uh, are, are you very political? 
Uh, not so much. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I've all, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not very political. I just kind of seen the, and just kind of observe the, uh, the political realm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so much uh, heavily involved. Maybe when I get uh, old and gray, I'll, uh, I'll be old and grumpy to get, to get more involved in it. I keep myself uh, educated on it, but yeah. I was old and gray at 22, so it worked out well for me. And it? <laughs> <laughs> Just beginning my new campaign for mayor. That's that's kicking up. It's uh, 2021. I'm running for mayor again. I ran for mayor last year. I don't know if you. Uh, I, I, oh, very nice. I'm gonna I, watch. <laughs> I didn't do well. <laughs> but uh, my my hope is like I I just want to prove that it's our it's our right to to run. Anyone can run. It doesn't have to be. Yeah this elite thing where these same people run every year uh it's everybody's right uh in canada anyway you can have a criminal record we don't care anybody can run uh, (laughs) record like (laughs) i want every yeah it it was very specific you could only you had to have a conviction uh, against like your city you had to defraud your city before you weren't allowed to run or something like that huh i wasn't paying attention um, but yeah, you could, I, I just want, I want in the next election, I want 2000 people running, I, get rid of these politicians, just get everybody in there in the ring and, and let's start getting some real change happening. You're never going to get changed when the same 12 people are running for office every four years uh, yeah. until they're Bernie Sanders age. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then, yeah, it gets scary. I don't know if they're going to, you know, make, I don't know that that's just, I don't know. The, you get, you get too far up there. I don't know. Well, they get, look what happened to Reagan. Let's be honest. He got. Uh, <laughs> he could have. He could have quit while he was ahead. <laughs> you know, it's like It's kind of like the Rolling Stones. Do we need another tour, guys? We get it. You're, yeah. They're going to be all sitting on, uh, sitting on stools, and you can guarantee. I was. I always love the last big stage. I always loved the one tour the Stones did many years ago, which is the the, the steel wheel tour. And everybody's called it the steel wheelchair tour. I always love that one. They are they're something, but they, hey, they're making money, and now they yeah. they're not making money off Richard Ashcroft anymore. So they need to make it up somewhere. That's true. But the Verve song, <laughs> uh, the, the, that bittersweet symphony song. Do you know that song, uh, Adrian? Not so much. I, a, I think I need a, a great '90s track by a band called The Verve, and they ended up having a uh, copyright issue and every dime off their biggest single went directly to Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. So (laughs) this is one of the biggest songs in the nineties. They would have made a killing off it. Instead, it just made the Rolling Stones more rich. Oh, wow. Just just expired this year. So they finally get to see some money from probably the last good song they'll ever write. Oh, yeah, I don't think they've written anything since then anyway. So have you I don't know if you have any experience with this. We've been talking about it a lot on the show and a lot just because in the Facebook groups that I'm in are everyone's whining about it. Um, copyright infringement and, and people thinking that's okay. There's there seems to be this general consensus that it's just well, either they the artist can afford it or they don't really mind or oh, it's okay. Oh. It's not like really stealing. Does uh, yeah. that just as a poet that must like for me, it's nerve wracking to put my stuff out in public because I'm always worried I'm going to see it on a bookshelf in a year with someone else's name on it. It drives me nuts. Uh, do you, do, are you generally offended by this or are you kind of mellow about it? Or well, no, when, when I kind you, of first, yeah. When I kind of first got into the arena, I was like, well, I think I was, okay, to, to take you back, I was more 
self-conscious or, or fearful of my, when I, I was more in the startup uh, tech realm, when I would, you know, go to hackathons or I had a startup idea, like the time when I had thought of a, you know, a device that you magnetically attach to your washer and dryer and it, it alerts you when your washer is, is done or when your, your, um, when your dryer is done, just based off of vibrations, right? I was more fearful of, of someone stealing my idea. Well, that's, I, that's the same. That's still intellectual property, though. Right. Yeah. And that would that would be terrible too. I'm sure some of mine have been stolen. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. And when it, when I came into the music uh, the music realm, I I really didn't give a fuck. I was like, who can really? <laughs> I was like, when it comes down to it, like I don't know if someone could re- like really perform my lyrics. Like this is me. This, wow. Like the the wackiness or the seriousness or if I get deep and heavy and this guy got you balling. Like who can really? copy that like i love like, that you can't copy my performance like you can get the lyrics but you you're not you're not performing them like me i love that that's a what a great answer that's the, i like your swagger sir i must say <laughs> yeah you can steal my song you're gonna fuck it up i'm amazing <laughs> i love that that's uh that's a i'm gonna have to get back to my facebook group this evening and have a little chat with them because we've been fighting about this for days. There's a lot of, particularly podcasters, who think it's okay. Like, oh, we'll just take it. Yeah, I, no. My argument is if you, you you wouldn't steal someone's car, why is it okay to steal their song? Right. I mean, uh, it's not okay, but then you have to you have that have that mentality. They're not going to perform it like you. It's not coming from you. They're just they're going to be this artificial. It, it's not going to sound like if you were to perform it, right? I think to be honest, I'd be kind of flattered if it happened. I'd be like, oh wow, they thought I was good enough to rip off. But, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, but then you start seeing them rolling in Justin Bieber money, and you go, "I should have maybe kept that song for myself." Yeah, so I always think about that band Snap that stole uh, Chill Rob rap uh, Chill Rob G's uh, song. Um, uh, shit, now I can't think of the name of the song because I'm not paying attention. Yeah. To what I'm saying. I can't. Think uh, of the name. Uh, Perry one, Katy Perry, no. Christian rapper. No, 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 no. Way before that, um, they. Um, uh, fuck, I, I, I need some proof on my mind, but yeah, he, basically he wrote a song, uh, and this band Snap legit stole all of it the music, the lyrics, everything about it was legit lifted. Snap made it famous, and Chill Rub G got fucking nothing. He just got right wow. up screwed out of the entire deal. He sued them and still lost, even though he proved he had the intellectual property first. Damn. That is definitely. Yeah, I got the power. That's what it was. I got the power. Oh, really? That one? Yeah, that one. That song. The uh, the Fisher Prince song. Yeah. It's, yeah. I got the power. That song that everybody knew in the early mid 90s. I have was actually of- written and performed by another dude. I have a clip of it here and I'm, I can't get to it fast enough. Uh, <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, someone, someone made a, a mention about if you, if you do this, you're going to be forgotten are you going to be as forgettable as Millie Vanilli and I went that's a horrible analogy no one ever forgot Millie Vanilli they're legendary for what they do <laughs> yeah. hey you're a younger guy do you know who the fuck Millie Vanilli is yes I know yeah, okay. Millie Vanilli from the 90s and um was it uh Vanilla Ice though that era it yeah. was the same era yeah but yeah. Millie Vanilli were people you people are going to forget you like Millie Vanilli no one's ever forgotten them they were they were great they lived sing their whole yeah. they didn't sing a I mean, they're still getting their royalty checks, and uh, they, they not got, anymore. They're not. No, <laughs> no, no, they got busted pretty hard. They had they had Grammys taken away from them. It was oh, incredibly God. embarrassing. Uh, they got yeah, they legit did nothing. Oh, they were just they were the the faces. Think. 
they recorded nothing. They sang nothing. <laughs> they did nothing. They were just a couple of guys in spandex. They rocked some sick cornrows. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's <laughs> sick. Not every dude can pull that look off. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I haven't attempted it yet, but I always thought about it. I had a buddy who did news. He got hair extensions, like cornwall hair extensions. And we were on stage one time. They started flying off. <laughs> wow, they're flying off. They're they flying into the crowd. Projectiles. Look, well, bring them after the show. We'll sign them for you. <laughs> How the fuck do you sign a cornrow? <laughs> That's... You imagine that all sweaty, it's all fucked up and matted, and you go, here, let me sign that for you. How do you face anyone in your audience when you're on stage and your hair is flying off? <laughs> this day and age, they, they put it on eBay and see how much they could get a... Yeah, get a, exactly. <laughs> oh, people would be a fortune for it, dude. There's a new thing, I, people are making cologne out of people's sweat. What? You, there, there's sweat, in, uh, then they make a perfume out of it, and then you've got, oh, no, I stink like Katy Perry and shit. Oh, That's not... No. Uh, that is filthy. Why would you? I don't understand people. Uh, that's one of the reasons I do want to get like super mega famous is because you, you know you can make just people do anything. Yeah. Like yeah. the the whole Izzle thing that Snoop started. That you know that was a joke. Like I want to see what I can make stupid white people say. I'm gonna start saying Izzle all the time. Two years later, you have Martha fucking Stewart saying it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they just, I, I can't. Sizzle my dizzle, snizzle. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> I'm sure it will come up with one. I, don't, I have nothing like that. I don't have a catchphrase yet. Um, and Gord's is just something with an F word. I don't know. <laughs> mine's just, yeah, mine's just full of F-bombs. It's either that or eating a bullet. It's one of the two. Uh, Eat a bullet. And that's that's a popular thing. People are very fond of Gord. I don't know if, uh, I, uh, if, you don't, if you're aware of this. Um, people really love the Gord show. That, <laughs> show, eh? that's uh i get emails constantly about <laughs> and they ask questions about gord and gord's podcast and all the good great stuff gord. <laughs> and, and I, I i say this on the show i legit all i do is call in and shoot my mouth off like an asshole <laughs> i really don't contribute to anything else to this so please don't refer it to Gord's Stop Gord Show. I, 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 it's not mine. And I just screw everything. I, I just screw everything up. That's why it takes me so long to do everything. I, Twenty-three hours a day, I work on this. I, I screw things up, and then I sell all my equipment trying to fix it. It's uh, my favorite is when, when Eric will come up with something to talk about, yeah. and then I'll just I'll just call in, and I'm like, okay, I'm pissed about this. All right, fuck what I just prepared this the last twenty-four hours for. All right, I've spent twenty-four hours. <laughs> Sorry. I caught that. I caught that gourd when there's that one, the one podcast where you like had went off on like a Christian um, guy that he thought you were like not agreeing with him, and you and that he was like oh, you're man. you're attacking me. He's like you're attacking me and this and that. I was like I was like rolling to that that podcast episode. <laughs> was that uh... you, were, you were you were like livid? Yeah, <laughs> it happens once in a while. <laughs> Was that? We actually, we had one. Which one, Eric? Do you remember that one? Well, there was one. I, I, I think the title of the episode is, uh, well, there was the one where you were bitching about people with Down syndrome. And I, I wouldn't allow it. And apparently everyone with Down syndrome is behind me right now. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, it was that one. Uh, and there was, there was one, I think it's called The First Disagreement We Ever Had or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it doesn't happen very often. Uh, but but there's been two that were very significant where they just uh, I wasn't going to agree with Gordon for the first six months of the show Gordon didn't say anything so I didn't really realize he was an asshole (laughs) 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 
<laughs> and then he let me swear, and Gord opened up a little bit. Now we realize this Gord's a dick. Oh, that was that was brilliant. Uh, if anyone wants to go back and listen to last June of 2018, where uh, I I didn't want to swear on this show. It, it originally started as a show called Is It Just Me, and it was myself, and I wanted something my mom could listen to. Okay. And Gord agreed to that, and then I could see it just the tension and that vein in his neck was about an inch out. And I said, "All right, once a month, I'll let you swear." And that was in June of last year, and it hasn't stopped yet. But uh, it really hasn't. It gets. Uh, and do you do you swear in your music at all? I haven't heard it yet. But oh, you haven't heard it yet. But uh, oh, actually, my my most recent freestyles, I, I've let let off some. Some uh yeah, a little profanity there. Uh, That's nice. I see. I think it's necessary. I mean, but I use it sparingly. I try to use it as yeah. a, as a, as an as an accentuation of, of what exactly. I'm trying to see. If it, if it really needs, if it doesn't, if it doesn't make a point, then I don't see the the need for it. Yeah, just not for the heck of it. It's got to be a, like a, a kick of cayenne on it. It's like oh, definitely. Uh, Pearl Jam. If you're if you know Pearl Jam at all, he's he, Eddie Vedder is brilliant at it. I think he uses. He probably uses the F word four times in 12 albums, but when he does, you're just like, ouch. <laughs> yeah, I can't speak without it. So. <laughs> Your job interviews are going to be fantastic. This week. <laughs> when, I, that's the thing, when I first got into sales, I'm like, okay, Gordon can't swear. I'm like, well, what the can't fuck swear. are you hiring me for? I don't know how it works, but Gordon will walk up to someone and go, you're a fucking idiot. They'll be like, that's the kind of attitude I need. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> it's sadly, but true. <laughs> I'll just end up owing the money somehow. If I said, if I walked up and said the same thing, 12 guys would beat me up and somehow I'd owe them money for it. But Gordon will just get a job. And I hear, take a car. Take whatever. We, we like the way you're doing. I don't know. There's something about him that I need to learn from. Um, and so now we gotta, we're going to have to put Colorado on our tour. How far is Colorado from uh, Washington? Uh, Washington, that's the good, I think it's a four and a half, maybe four, four hour flight. Four hour flight. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the, the, as far as the distance. Um, I could easily get that. Four hour flights for that's enough. That's all I need. Yeah, to that's that's thousands of miles, right? I was gonna say four, it's a four and a half hour flight from BC to Ontario. So yeah, okay. but but he Adrian's already ahead of me by an hour. So he's it's a shorter, much shorter for him than me. I'm yes, with, um, we're we're planning a road trip, Adrian. We're trying to get through Washington and okay. uh, and through Virginia and New uh-huh. York and down to New Jersey to visit a friend of ours. And it's just now it's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And, uh, now I really want to throw Colorado on that list because I've never been there. I've never heard a bad word about the place. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it to you on kilometers. Oh, okay. sure. 2,396 kilometers. Oh, gee, um, yeah. And that's about the. I, so that's I about the that hours driving. You can do that yeah. six hours? You can. Oh, yeah. I, I drive with a lead foot. <laughs> 2,000, no way. Because I did Vancouver, <laughs> Vancouver to uh, Winnipeg. You can't, you have to do it in 12 hour trips. So, like, for me to get to you, Gord, would be at least, and that's about 2,000, I think. And that would take me, like, I got to do 12 hours at a time, or else like, I start killing people. <laughs> uh, well, it takes 24 hours just to get from, like, my town to Manitoba. Yeah, and it takes it takes twenty four hours just to get out of Ontario, and then it, then it's another twenty four hours to Vancouver. You yeah, do two twelve hour drives. You stop in uh, Calgary and then get to Vancouver. 
So that's, and then another, well, basically the same distance to Colorado. I don't think we're going to make it on this trip. That's disappointing. <laughs> oh, well, fuck it. We'll fucking make it. Fuck it. We're just going to have to make the trip longer. Yeah. yeah. 24 hours from Denver. 24 hours. Yeah, Denver to, to Washington, D.C., 24 hours and 24 minutes. I, I, I pretty much throw those 24 minutes as a – just throw those to the side. But, yeah. Oh, I'll use those for something. <laughs> uh, wow, that's, that's huge. We're just going to have to do the, the entire country because we're getting – your country likes me a lot better than mine, apparently. Uh, <laughs> we're blowing up 58% of my audience is in California. So, Oh, very uh, nice. You're going to have to stop by and see those kids too. Uh, yeah, if you're swinging through Colorado, hey, you gotta you gotta let me know. I'll 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 run out that run out the house. I'll make sure I have clothing on first, but I'll run out. Well, I'm that def- would be appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm definitely gonna have to try to make it out there somewhere, and I'm gonna need a place to stay if I'm there. So, oh, there you go. Um, if, if Eric and Gord, the realty guys, can't hook me up, then <laughs> got to come down a little south from from North Denver. But yeah. Uh, well, I want to see it now. You gave it such a ringing endorsement. I'm gonna check out the <laughs> North Denver. Is gonna be like, is it like Judgment Night? <laughs> no, you <laughs> <laughs> said Judgment Night. Um, <laughs> you might think of it as um, what is it? Um, I, I don't want to say the Purge, but it's it's the Bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! This is like going to like South Detroit. <laughs> Midnight on a fucking Saturday. This is basically what you're telling. <laughs> it depends on the area. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> take that grain of salt, okay? My roommate uh, last night was telling me he can't wait for if he, if he was in charge, he'd make a thing like the purge. And I was just looking at him going, you know, you'd be the first to go, right? <laughs> Not too well. First thing would be, who created this, John? Fuck John. But <laughs> <laughs> if that ever happened, like I hear so many people talking about how the purge would be a good idea. And I said, poor people are going to get fucked in this deal. Mm-hmm. Rich people have guns and big vehicles and they're just going to murder houses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fortified houses. Yeah. Basically it's what we did to the natives a hundred years ago. Do you guys remember the, the, the poor people with wep- without weapons don't do well in these scenarios. Exactly, but yeah. the south, the southern U.S., they will win because <laughs> all that motherfuckers are armed. <laughs> They're armed to the teeth. That's what China's waiting for. <laughs> China is waiting for us to do this to ourselves. And they're just going to march in and take over once we're done wiping each other out. It's, uh, it's a smart business plan. They're good. They are shrewd. I almost got my hands on a Huawei phone today for, for a really good deal. But didn't oh, really? Have so close. I don't know if we can get them still here in the in the states. Can you have they banned them? I thought at one point, uh, yeah, Trump was like, no, no Huawei, and that so that makes sense. And yeah, we we went the exact opposite direction. We're like, come on in, and yet we're still we're still holding their CEO. Um, we're we're supposed to be extraditing her to the U.S. to face charges. And oh, but she's still there. Yeah, we're just sitting on her. She's in a fifteen million dollar mansion that's actually really really close to my house. <laughs> the funny thing was is she was in like a 1.7 million dollar mansion and then they moved her to a 15 million dollar mansion because life wasn't fair initially well you don't want your political prisoners to be uncomfortable uh, <laughs> i'm sure they do the same for us in china 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Look, look what they're doing with the three guys they already got. <laughs> hey, you don't hear about them anymore. No, they certainly don't because we don't talk about court system. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, what a ridiculous thing. Uh, 1.5 billion is their population. Wow. Right. They're just, and it's within 50 years, we're all going to be Chinese. So, or women. I haven't figured out which yet. Probably both. I wouldn't. And I'm screwed because I can't even speak English. <laughs> I can't even speak English. <laughs> I'm fucked. I knew three Chinese words, um, but I've forgotten them now. I was trying, I had a free, uh, a seven day free trial on, uh, what do you call it? Rosetta Stone. Uh-huh. I learned three words. That took me seven days. Uh, and I say I say one of them wrong. I think it's like hello, but but their word for hello is very similar to their word for urinary tract infection. Oh, so, wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I'm walking, I'm just walking down the street telling all my friendly Chinese neighbors that uh, I've I've been with a woman who was unclean. Oh, no. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> Not <laughs> poor fellow. Poor and fellow. then they look at me. Uh, and then they won't pay top dollar for my stuff. <laughs> I, I sell a lot of stuff in my neighborhood. And my neighborhood is uh, over over sixty percent Chinese, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that it's one of the lesser ones. So uh, Vancouver is very uh, very Asian. Okay. And they're all behind me yelling at me right now. If you can hear what that background noise is. Um, they all half of the city crams in to listen to me do this and talk all the way through it. It's a lot of I love the support. Nice yeah. um, support. That's the word for it. So do we? Is is there an album coming out? A full album with that uh, Tragic's uh, single for? Yeah, there's a uh, an upcut. Well, there's a not quite yet a album, but there's a mixtape coming out at the end of the summer. Very cool. Uh, that's currently in the process. I already have a few tracks completed. But yes, a full anywhere. I'm I'm on. It's between ten and twelve songs uh, in this uh, mixtape that's coming out. That's a that's a full record. That's uh, you can't do more than twelve. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, any concerts? Anything you need to plug right away? Um, I mean, I already have the title for it. So when y'all hear Laundry Day, um, that'll that'll be the mixtape. You know, Laundry Day by DeBarros. Um. But I don't know. My baby, maybe by that time I've, I'll change my name to Thor's cousin. But um, <laughs> that's, uh, I've released a couple of things from with the name of Thor's cousin. I'm on the fence if I want to just want to have a just kind of have a um, a different persona. I could just keep you know keep my name, keep my last name, and still have Thor's cousin. I I do that myself. I've got two very very different bands that I'm in. One well, one I'm actually officially out of now. But at the time, it was really funny because one was very dark, like like Marilyn Manson kind of heavy metal stuff, and then the uh, the other one was like poppy happy. Yeah, and I wore a mask in both of them, so you couldn't tell who I was. But uh, <laughs> I'm still doing that. I love the poppy happy music. I can't get over it. like the Green Day kind of like happy punk stuff. I, it's catchy okay. to me. I like it. So you wouldn't expect it when you. When you listen to my show and then go, oh, he's going to go write happy music after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just had like a swear storm. He's going to go. <laughs> uh, it happens. Uh, so everybody go out and get your hands on this single for now and look for Laundry Day at the end of the summer. This is good. You want to get it now because this guy is going to be massive. Um, I, I see a revolution coming in, in hip hop and uh, I see it being run by you. And I, I'm not even kidding. I actually, I really enjoy your style. I, I think it's a really a, a much needed 
breath of fresh air in the industry. Thank you. I appreciate that, Eric. And you know, I'm, I'm already a fan of you and uh, Gord's show. Um, I, when I first listened to y'all show, I was just like nothing in tears. All, all but tears. I was like, holy cow, are you serious right now? I was like, this is my, this is my style. I like this. That's great. Well, I, awesome. I, I seem to be getting the sense that we're a little bit unique, at least in the podcast world. So hopefully it, yeah. it pays off one of these days. Yeah. But it's also, you never know what goes on in podcasting. It's uh we could all be out of jobs tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can branch out, you know. Y'all, y'all can start doing some video recording and, you know, you can have your, your YouTube video interviews plus podcasts or whatever. Well, However you, y'all want to branch out, you know. How does that work out for you? Do you, do you find it, it's, uh, YouTube's a good experience? Because you're a YouTuber, right? Yeah, and it's, um, I mean, you, you got to get your fan base up. And I think y'all would... I think y'all would do good with your y'all y'all's personality and just building your fan base and just getting your subscribers and then running it running away from there because it's uh I mean your your fan base is gonna you know they they're gonna love y'all's personality and just having that seeing your face is just gonna be another another dimension yeah. to y'all's show. that might that'll work well for Gord definitely <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting for that comment <laughs> I I definitely have a face for radio. Face for radio. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't even like to look at me. I have no mirrors. I try to avoid them as much as possible. Because every time I see my reflection, I'm like, oh, who's that old dude in my clothes? Like, Jesus. <laughs> but I did. And I threatened the public all the time. I said, if I ever got to 5,000 listeners on this show, I would go out of it. And we're well beyond that now. And I haven't followed through on that. So maybe we're going to have to start. Heck yeah, people want to, you know, they want to see different dimensions to to y'all. And uh, yeah, I think y'all do really good. I don't know, as far as YouTube and the music realm, I mean, that's good for music videos and such. But, um, you know, I'm still, you know, you say, say a baby when it, or, or starting off with, with putting my music out on YouTube. Um, so it's, it's a slow traction on YouTube for music, for me, personally. Yeah. What do you find is the uh, most beneficial platform out there for you right now? Oh, right now it's just been, it's really been SoundCloud, just getting out there, getting some listens, getting some traction, seeing, uh, you know, what, you know, the plays, um, it's really, yeah, starting, starting there at sound, at SoundCloud, um, and, and getting my stuff out on, uh, the other streaming platforms so that, uh, it's out there, but well, yes. it's, uh, it's not going to be a long wait for you. I guarantee that. Um, are we, are we close? I didn't see a warning yet. Oh yes. Uh, I my, yeah. My warning already came up. And also okay. just so you know, my phone's apparently about to die. Well, it's a, <laughs> um, Gord, I want to talk to you a little bit. I, but I, Adrian, thank you so much for sparing this time and for staying extra with us. It's so great to talk to you. And, um, any, anytime you want to come back, you know, you're always welcome and we won't dominate anymore. You can actually talk about something you want to talk about next time. Heck yeah. No, it was a blast. Thank you all for having me. Right on. Thanks for being on. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you all. And Gord, um, do you want to uh, reset and we can talk a bit or, or uh, do you think? Yeah, you're... no, I'll be good to that. I just got to get in. I just got to plug my shit in because it's, yeah, I'm sitting at, oh, look at that. I'm down to 9%. So <laughs> nine, I've done whole episodes on nine. Yeah, but I'm going to die from nine to 1% probably in the next like two minutes. So I love that. All right. Uh, everybody, thanks for uh, listening in. Go listen to Adrian uh, Barros right now. And, uh, I'm, that's it. That's the theme music for the show for the rest of the year. So, don't worry. I'll send you a check. <laughs>
Uh, so that is it until we've got Christy. God, I got to remember her name. I'll redo a better outro tomorrow, uh, later for her. Christy, something mega businesswoman out of the States. She's going to be on with us tomorrow night. Until then, take care of each other. See you, everybody. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> Adrian, that was so great, man. Thank you very right, much. Thank you. Thank, right, you, thank you very much, Adrian. Really appreciate this. And yes, uh, do you mind if I throw your song on our website for people? No, not at all. We feel for feel feel free to embed it or whatever you want to do. Yeah. I'm doing that as we speak. Right on, man. Cool. Um, stay in touch, even if you can't be on the show. Send me a yeah, note. Let me know how things are going. Okay, we'll do. I'll be checking y'all out. Sounds great, man. Thank you for this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Peace, Thanks, guys. See you, man. Huge like when I use my dick pump running on a track, grab a suit by a cute butt. Huge like, huge like a full moon in my face, yeah, and we ain't talking moonlight. Eric and Gord, what if we're right? Take a corner street hoe and tuck her in the night. Bitches you out, you got no nightlight. Bitches you out, you weren't the nightlife. This is what happens at night when you lay down the pipe, cause you work in construction, you don't know what's right. Don't know what's right. What if we're right? Every time people listen to our show, they're like, oh dude, I told you. When can I be on? Can I be on now?